Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss and Cage Podcast. Today, we have a guest way, way, way on the other side of the world from Tokyo, Japan. Not today. We want to welcome you to our episode. And why don't you give our uh, people a little bit inside of who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, my name is Natsune Oki. I'm a managing director of Foreign Connect, which is a business agency that I have in Tokyo that helps Japanese companies to launch and expand businesses by providing them international project management service. Uh, recently, I'm developing real estate projects on the lot as well. And then um, I also have a media called Life Up Education TV. Um, and within the same domain, I also published the book called the game of self-domination so i mean that's that's a mouthful and there's a lot of tentacles going on so just kind of like like cut that up a little bit so you're essentially helping entrepreneurs on multiple different facets right so how did you even get into that that model where did your journey really start okay so in terms of helping entrepreneurs directly i want to talk about life up education tv this is a media that talks about the capability of humanity from the perspective of arts and science And when I say that, actually, it comes from my very personal journey of how I was able to make personal transformation um, in my mindset from kind of like, you know, being scared to just like, you know, going at it, like going at my dream and just landing after the inspiration. Um, And one thing I noticed is that uh, I'm very excited about future. That, that is because I have a background in working in tech, like startup environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was heavily involved in, involved in that kind of environment when I was working in Seattle. Uh, so I met and worked with a lot of tech entrepreneurs um, and investors who were changing the world uh, literally uh, by using technology. And I was very inspired by it. And that basically left me this imprint to be really excited about the future basically when i think about future that is because i associate that with creation imagination something that we haven't seen yet right and when we look at history the past that is data that is knowledge that is where we've been already something that we already know right and me being like really courageous and curious person i'm way more excited about where can we go, right? Like, how can I be helpful to take the humanity to the next level? (laughs) So that's like kind of macro talk, but basically the mission of my media predicates on that, where I want to talk about like inspiration in a sense that it's, it all starts from emotion, right? Um, And then also some practicality, um, that's tied with the science part of it. So I would uh, talk about what is your inspiration and also how to get there, how to get to your ambition of the art, ambition of your inspiration. Hmm. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. And it makes sense why you have so many different tentacles. So let's let's take it back even further. So were you born in Japan or were you born in the U.S.? Where were you born and, and, and kind of what was your upbringing like? Yeah, I was I was born and raised in Japan. I grew up in Japan entirely. Um, I went to high school here in Japan, which I almost got kicked out, uh, <laughs> which I mentioned in my book. Um, but I was definitely... Uh, without trying, I I was always, like, really mm, different. Like, I, I felt like I didn't fit in, especially in this culture. And um, at the time, I already knew that I had to, like, kind of get out of this community because I wasn't succeeding in this community. And I knew that there was something outside, but I just didn't know at the time. Like, I thought it was all here, and I was a loser. Mm-hmm. But um, I finally gained the courage to just go abroad, like go to the United States. And at the time I didn't have any, uh, anything really like, you know, I didn't even speak the language. I didn't know what, what I was going to happen, but I just jumped on the plane and figured out, uh, well, basically I decided to study business there. And so I did the first two years in business and then I took some time off to actually gain some, uh, real work experience and then being surrounded by the, you know, entrepreneurial community where I truly found my passion in entrepreneurship. And then further, uh, because I was surrounded by so many tech entrepreneurs, something I realized was I was not logical. Like I was very emotional and I wanted to gain that logical thinking. I wanted to gain that specific skill. Like, cause I was really, in, I, I have always been interested in like people more than money. So when it comes to, when it comes to my mission, I always think about people more than individual gain of monetary like motivation, right? And economy actually is a perfect study for it because it counts for a little bit of business, a little bit of education. It definitely counts for people, people part of the society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I decided to pursue economics to gain the logical thinking and also to really uh, gain the skill to be able to think what is needed for the humanity, for us to move forward to the next level um, as a macro. And that's why I pursued economics. And then after that, I basically uh, started working for this like business consulting company in America. Um, and I was only Japanese there. And there's like a bunch of other uh, people from all the nat- all nationalities. Um, and that experience definitely taught me a lot. And me coming from Japan also, like, definitely added whole, like another dynamic into the team. Um, mm. So it was really interesting to see how I fit in in that kind of place, right? Mm. Um, and then after that, basically, I came back and then I was doing what I was doing, the same thing. And then uh, at some point, I decided to fund my own fashion brand, mm-hmm. which I kind of, like, closed um earlier this year i'm i'm gonna open up open it up back again and then um basically i wanted to just like make what i was doing as my own business so that's what i call falling connect now and yeah and then i also wanted to start my media with a book so that also happened around the same time hmm. yeah so i mean again that, that's that's a lot of different avenues that that you went down and, and the fact that you're juggling all these things it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing right so 
in that space, right? So you're talking about international waters, essentially, like you, you live in Japan, but I would think that some of your clients may still be in the US and you probably have clients globally as well. So how do you, like, how is your business structured? I mean, like, is, is all, it like- All of it is Japanese right now. Like all, all of it, it is Japan, yeah. And the reason I'm trying to like develop the real estate projects mm -hmm. underneath is that, is because maybe I, <laughs> maybe, maybe this is still idea, idea phase. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I probably shouldn't like open it up, but basically what I want to do essentially is finding investors from Japan mm -hmm. and basically connecting them with uh, like a local government backed private companies who mm -hmm. invest in properties of like government projects. So that's kind of the another project that I'm developing underneath the foreign connect. Gotcha. So the foreign connect essentially is going to be your bridge for a more global platform. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, hands gotcha. down for sure. Great, great. So, I mean, so are you doing all this by yourself? Do you have any business partners, or this is just all solopreneur, and then you're growing out and you're outsourcing different things that you? Yeah, want? I'm I'm doing it in a consultancy way right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think eventually what I want to happen, what I want this to happen is like within next five years, probably, possibly more. I definitely want to grow into like uh, still consulting agency, mm -hmm. but I definitely want to have more like consultants underneath me. Mm. So gotcha. that's my goal. So being that, that like, like you're the epicenter of your company, I mean, how are you overcoming hurdles right now? Um, I think, I mean, it's, I think, to be honest with you, like, it's just a lot of like mindset and also like how not seriously I am when it comes to life. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I, I have nothing to lose um, all the time. And I think that's probably one of my strongest weapons, to be honest with you. I don't have like this, like tactic, like try this, like more so that because every day is hard, mm -hmm. I kind of like, my tool is very like basic like that hmm. okay. my yeah my mental tool hmm. to fight against it is very very basic like that so you're big on mindset and you're big on like the, the laws of attraction so i mean yeah that, that makes that makes perfect sense so yeah. on your journey right we always hear about someone taking go ahead what you got yeah so i'm not really big on law of attraction uh mm. but i do believe that such thing is exist mm -hmm. um and i read something interesting actually okay. i read that like for example when we consider quantum physics <laughs> like mm -hmm. i made a weird noise um if we consider quantum physics okay. um we are not the tangible matters right and then we are just the small like bunch of small particles moving together like mm -hmm. making the by moving moves mm -hmm. uh within our entity that's why we Feel like it's tangible thing and actually if you look at it even farther closer um apparently you are stardust and that's interesting right and when you think about it like that like i know that there's something out there that we don't understand with our mm -hmm. you know capability of you know intellect right now that exists and somehow that makes um sense of like affirmation like energy uh, like someone thinking of something definitely connects with something else because mm -hmm. 
everything is basically um, particles, and then everything is like moving together. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, staying on that topic, I mean, you don't think that, I guess, the laws of attraction is defining that without knowing what it is, right? It's kind of like this sixth sense that people have in connections between thinking positive and moving in that direction. And then by default, this thing kind of happens. You have to take actions to get there. But to yeah. your point, talking about particles and space dust, it could be a whole other element that we don't even know that exists. Yeah, and it's exactly. being defined by laws of attraction because they don't know how to define it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think that's a more topic of like physics than yeah. like what we can see today. Um, so that's the interesting thought I had. Um, but yeah, definitely, like you said, I think it's a little bit of psych like, you know, really the reason of attraction is maybe a little bit of physics, but also definitely a lot of it is psychology. Yeah, wow. So going into the, to the next question, right? So we always hear about someone taking 20 years to become successful, but the perception of yeah. that is always usually an overnight success. How long have you been on your journey to get to where you are currently? Well, I, like I said, everything is still kind of like startup phase, um, like I told you earlier. Um, so I have basically been working like I am for two years, three years. Yeah. So, I mean, behind the scenes, I mean, I'm just looking at your platforms. I mean, obviously you're on Facebook, you're on TikTok, you're on Clubhouse, you're on YouTube, you have the Foreign Connection, you have um, Life Up Education TV, just to name mm -hmm. a few of your different platforms. So you've been working on all these platforms for essentially the last two years. Uh, so Life Up started later because before that I had the clothing mm -hmm. uh, clothing brand, which okay. at the time I already had the Foreign Connect, but I was working like the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Life Up only started recently, actually. I started it like right around Corona. Okay. So, I mean, how, how are you like, managing, like, your scheduling? Because, I mean, I was looking at like, your YouTube channel. Like, I think you just posted something a couple hours ago, right? Before this podcast yeah. even aired. So, I mean, like, how are you, you juggling that? Do you have, like, scheduling software? Like, how are you managing all the content that you're developing? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, I, I just do, like, scheduling um, platform. Mm -hmm. I think it's called, um, well, I, I actually use a few of them, but Sprout Social, Food Suite and ladder like those are the three i use for social media youtube i just take a bunch of videos during the weekends and just post it <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of distribution right as you know like media is yeah. a lot of distribution and i i believe that so i mm -hmm. just make a bunch of contents like i'm talking about 70 like uh, 80 of them in the weekends one weekend and i'm just going to distribute in all channels that i possibly i could yeah, and I mean, in addition to your, your distribution strategy, I mean, you found me on Matchmaker. And, and Matchmaker, for anybody who doesn't know, is a podcast network that allows other podcasters to find podcasters. So you're on that platform, and you're also actively searching for opportunities as well. So let's, let's talk about that. I mean, like, why did you pick this podcast as one of the podcasts to reach out to? Well, I was reaching out to um, podcasts that can talk about mindset. And that mm -hmm. can talk about more in a casual setting, right? Mm -hmm. And that relates to like entrepreneurship and business field uh, because that's often, uh, it seems that my message appear the most too. Mm -hmm. That's how I found you. 
Got you. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely does. I mean, one, you have the woman empowerment side. On the other side, you have the entrepreneur side. And then the third element would be like just a general mindset of how you have to push through hurdles when they present themselves. And I think that you're Mm -hmm. definitely on that journey to kind of keep moving forward. Um, With that, what would you do differently if you could do it all over again? Um, Like, honestly, I don't think I would change anything. Like, Let's say that uh, I'm 50 or 60 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that I would want to change it a bit, like anything of my life. And that's because like, I don't feel like whatever is not happening to my life right now mm-hmm. is not happening. Like I, I don't think life is how it should be. Like I mm-hmm. think life is just how it is. And I can romanticize like how hard my life is. I can romanticize how nice things should happen to me, like all that, but like, it's not happening. So why am I even bothering thinking about it? You know what I mean? So if I have that time to like do that, I'd rather, I'd much rather spend that very same time to just hustle and work to make things happen actually, you know? So in that mindset, I think that's where a lot of people, I think, fall into this trap of like FOMO, right? Like they feel like they're missing out. Like they feel like they're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like you can think all that, but thinking about it doesn't make that happen. Like make whatever you want happen. And you're exactly where you should be in life. That's that's what I think. And I don't think you're ready for the success even that you wish. Um, so that's just kind of my life philosophy. And I, I don't have that. Um, I should have done this different because I just don't know the alternative. Like what would happen if I did something different? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny that you brought that up and going back to like physics a little bit, it kind of makes me think about like parallel universes. Like if I do one thing differently versus what I've done, what would that life be like versus the life that I currently have? And to be able to see into these parallel universes and make the right choices would be a definitely interesting lifestyle to live. Um, so you're an entrepreneur. You're a hell of an entrepreneur. You're like, you're, your hustle is real. Does that come from your family? Does anybody in your family own a business? Any entrepreneurs down your bloodline? Yeah. And if you think about it, like, it's always been entrepreneurship. Like, mm-hmm. it's only last 50 or 60 years where the concept of a company even existed, right? Yeah. Um, but given that, yeah, like my dad is entrepreneur. My grandparents both has been entrepreneur. Uh, before that, I have no idea. But uh, of what I know so far, yeah, everybody's been entrepreneur from my dad's side, especially. Hmm. So what kind of business did your dad have? He has like transportation business in Japan. So he transport nice. uh, transport things. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about it, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, my mom is very stable, like really nine to five kind mm. of woman. And I actually grew up with her way closer, like grew, grew up way closer to her than my dad. Like I didn't even see him that much. Hmm. Interesting. So going into family a little bit more, I mean, how do you juggle your work life with your family life? For me, like, I don't know. Like, I just like, like, honestly, to be honest, I I feel like I'm not doing a good job on that, to be honest, especially my dad. Um, I, I should probably make a call a little bit more 
But, you know, at the end of the day, I do my best and that's it. That's all I can do. Mm -hmm. And I occasionally definitely sometimes send them messages saying like, hey, like, I love you. And the thing is, like, one day I remember I definitely, um, I sent my mom message saying like, you know, even if I'm so depressed, even if like shit gets real, even if I'm so sad, I don't think I can be that sad just because I'm your daughter. And I really feel that like she's so amazing and she gave me so much like love. I can never be so cynical. I can never be so not negative because I just don't know what it's like to be that dark because my mom and my dad got me, you know? Yeah. yeah um, so I sometimes send them messages like saying stuff like that. Cool, cool, cool. So, I mean, just, just going, I mean, right now in Tokyo, it's essentially what, 14 hours ahead. So it's what, 10, 24 p.m. there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, I would think your day is a long. You're, you're on a podcast right now. It's 8, 8, 8.24 a.m. my time, 10.24 your time. What does your morning routines look like, your morning habit? Um, since there's a quarantine, I try to get out the house to walk a little bit around mm-hmm. the house. Um, I usually walk, like, I used to... Before quarantine, I actually went to the gym every day for five times a mm-hmm. week. Um, so I'm pretty active. I like to move. So in this walk, I usually take like an hour. Um, mm-hmm. I probably walk like three kilometer. Um, so that's in the morning. I drink coffee. I look at my goals. I write down mm-hmm. my goals. And I break them down into tasks. And I just look at them all, every day. And pretty much that's it. That's what I do. So talking about your goals and your tasks, I mean, what does that that look like? I mean, is that effective for you, writing down your goals every day and then checking them off every single day? Yeah, it's very effective. I think it kind of like puts me into focus again. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like it's it's really interesting though. Like when you do it like a dial, daily, mm-hmm. your priority changes. Mm-hmm. Like before I was all about like, you know, living this kind of lifestyle, like, you know, making this much money, like blah, blah, blah. But now it's kind of like shit. Like, I just want to be nice to people. Like, <laughs> It's that basic, but like, really, like, that's the first thing I always, uh, not always, but many times I realize myself writing is like, like, I just want to be happy. I just want to make people happy. Like hmm. something like gratefulness, I guess, because I, I'm feeling it every day. Like, I just feel like genuinely, I want to create that feeling to other people. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, I think that, that leads us in, into like the next thing. Uh, and because of this, this podcast has given me opportunity to, I, I wanted to develop a book club. So, and mm-hmm. what I found out is like really nine out of 10 people that I interview on this podcast, they always either writing books, reading books, listening to books, or they have books to recommend. So just going into that, I mean, you're an author as well. I mean, what, what book did you just release and what books would you recommend to our audience? Yeah. So the book I released right, uh, just now, just now, book I released on September is called The Game of Self-Domination. Sorry, the mm-hmm. light is kind of bright. Um, yeah, it's called The Game of Self-Domination. Which, pretty, pretty thick book. Yeah, it has like 100 something pages, 150 probably. No, 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 300, 300 pages. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, But no, don't freak out Um, uh, because I have double space, I think. But anyway, so this is a book I talk about 
how one can create mental transformation in three different phases. The first phase I talk about, it's all about logic. Uh, sorry, it's all about emotion. Mm-hmm. So first phase I talk about is it's all about emotion, like mm-hmm. fuck logic in this phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I want you to do is build up enough emotion mm-hmm. that you're just committed, regardless of the risk, regardless of whatever, like regardless of the nonsense. And that's the level of commitment or the emotion you need to commit to something. In order for you to do that, you need inspiration and desperation. Desperation in a sense that enough is enough. Like I got to fucking change, right? And then inspiration in a sense that like it is possible to achieve. And your inspiration needs to exceed your desperation because all you think about is desperation. You would never try, right? So you have to be like, ah, this is fucking like, this is shit. Yes, okay, I can make a change. I know that I can Mm -hmm. make it happen. So that's the optimal state you want to be in, in the first phase. And basically in this book, I would give you different questions, different scenarios, different stories for you to think in your own term to create this kind of emotion. And the second phase I talk about um, perseverance. Now we are talking about not the, you know, positive thinking, not the, you know, emotional thinking. We're talking about perseverance here, which is mm-hmm. shit gets hard. So you need to really understand what is actually going on. Um, and so in this phase, we, we start by talking about the importance of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. because things get hard, you need to really understand who you are about, what you want to be, like what you are about, and you need to like really create alignment with mm-hmm. who you are and where the direction you're heading to. And then also one thing that's very powerful is the power of like self-talk too, right? Because things happen. And in the end of the day, like rejections, failure, like all that happens, And then the final filter you go through is always self-talk when you face that. So I basically uh, tell people like how they can fight against those voices Mm -hmm. uh, by telling you that you don't mean shit (laughs) and things don't mean anything. Like, don't worry. Uh, But, you know, this Zen approach kind of like Eastern Mm -hmm. philosophy a little bit. and then because I come from this business and economics background, I basically wanted to know if there's a way to use this business thinking and business strategy into life strategy. Mm-hmm. So I laid out this method, I call it life up method, mm-hmm. where it is a consist of five different concepts from different uh, business and economics mm-hmm. people and even company that was actually used practically used in their business operation. And I took all of them to create this scoring system that people can Mm -hmm. use to manage their life um, and just add some efficiency organization in their goal settings and goals. Um, But this is really, I am providing it so that you don't have to practice it all the time. Like Mm -hmm. I'm providing it so that you can extract thinking out of it. Like, all I want you to get out of this is this thinking. So I want to set your brain to think in terms of the profitability, think in terms of the long-term return, like short-term return, like, right? So very much business thinking into life strategy. Like what happened when you use this matrix to look at your life strategy? So that's what I talk about. And then 
finally moving on to the third phase, I start talking about, so what is success? Like, what is happiness mean to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's su- super subjective. But during this journey, you know, we, we cover many topics. We cover about, like, you know, like, what is your ambition? What do you want to achieve? Like, monetarily, like, you know, materialistically, like, and then all that. We talk all of that. But finally, like, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you achieve, it's not going to make you happy, like, whoever. So that's basically the third phase um, I talk about. It's defining happiness um, because there's a lot of talk around de- redefining failure, uh, but there's not enough talk about happiness. So that's what I talk about in the third phase. Um, so who, and who finally... You, now I was going to say, so who would you recommend should get that book? I think everybody can benefit from it, but who I don't recommend, mm-hmm. I do have those people too. Who I don't recommend is people who um, wants to be just, you know, rich quick tomorrow and call it good. Like, no, this is book. This book is not for you. And then the second group that I don't recommend is people who like to stay, stay like who likes to stay reasonable. People who doesn't like to be told, like, go for something un- unreasonable. So these are the two type of people I don't recommend. But other than that, if you don't fit into this category, I think this book is great for anyone. Hmm. Great, great. So with that book, I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot of you in that book, right? You put a lot of your philosophies, a lot of your ideologies. You put a lot of the things that you learn over the years. Are there any other books that influence you on that journey to create your current book? Yeah, so there's a lot actually, but one book actually, one book difference I uh, directly made within this book is from Sean Knocker. He is a he's a happiness psychologist. Okay. He, um, I think he assisted teaching at Harvard University, and he did a bunch of like study and tests around psychology, but specifically about happiness. And he consults company on that matter too, like human resources. Like he consults uh, Samsung, Google, um, like companies like that uh, actually use his method uh, to basically gain more productivity, right, for the employees. Um, But yeah, that was a good book that I read. I recommend it. It's called Happiness Advantage. So I think we first started talking, you were talking about you have like a giveaway for that book. You want to go ahead and announce what that giveaway is at this time so people could, I mean, now that it's fresh and you described the book, this is the key time to go ahead and send out that link. Yeah, so I will actually give you the link so people mm-hmm. can go there to read the, the description of what mm-hmm. they need to do to enter for that giveaway. Mm-hmm. But basically, all I ask is your email, like your basically contact info mm-hmm. and also your Amazon review and we are giving away some copy of ebooks. Nice, nice. So, I mean, you're on a hell of a journey. You're on a hell of a, of a direction. You're on a, you're a, pretty much you're on a bull market, right? You're heading north. Where do you see yourself in 20 years? 20 years? 20 years from now, where do you see Fuck, maybe I'll be dead. <laughs> I don't know, who knows? Like, can't predict future, man. Um, <sighs> but 10 years, definitely, I kind of feel like, uh, not feel like, but um, definitely my goal is moving into more of like real estate investment mm. direction. Uh, you know, basically connecting the Japanese investors into American market, mm. American real estate developing developing market. Mm. Um, 
I also want to talk at the university uh, about psychology, though, not business, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like nice thing if I could achieve, you know. Yeah. Nothing is definite at this time. I, I think it's kind of stupid to have vision that far way out because you could die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. To, mm-hmm. I do so, have like a general. You have a general direction. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So just say I am a young person and I'm looking to you for inspiration and I'm trying to figure out my next steps, whether I'm graduating from high school, coming out of college, maybe I'm already in the workforce, maybe I'm even older and I'm thinking about changing direction. I want to become an entrepreneur. What words of wisdom would you give to someone like that to help them continue moving forward? I think, um, I I know exactly what I want to say, but I don't know how to word it out. I think it's about insecurity. Mm -hmm. I think don't get intimidated by no one because just because they make more money than you doesn't mean that they're happy inside. And happiness is really the key. Like in the end of the day, the definition of success, I I think my conclusion is happiness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you pitch to investor, when you you know, talks to other founders, sometimes maybe these people seem so smart, like you get a little bit intimidated or even clients like turning you down, everything like that happens like all the time, like 99%, especially when you're just starting out, but don't get discouraged or don't get intimidated. Mm -hmm. Don't be shy. You know, treat them like, you know, you're the same position as they, you are, they are. Because in the end, like humans are human. No one's better than no one. Really. I'm talking about like really no one. So just because they have those money, like I said, like don't just assume that they're happy inside. That's it. And I think that that helps me a lot. Like whenever I get ejection, whenever I get, um, you know, whenever I pitch something and someone like tell me, oh, like this is shit, whatever. Mm. I just feel like, oh, eh, whatever, like. It just doesn't mean anything to me, you know? Gotcha. I mean, yeah, that, that's a powerful train of thought. I mean, to be able to hear someone saying that your your philosophy or your idea is a shit or the hell with you, I'm going to say, no, I don't want your business structure and to still to keep moving and to look past it. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. creates success is to continue on that journey without letting anybody deter you from moving forward. Um, yeah. So... Looking at like all your platforms, I mean, like how can people get in contact with you? I mean, what's your Facebook, your Instagram, Instagram, your your Snapchat? I mean, I mean, literally, you have all the platforms. So, which is the, the yeah. predominant ones that you use, and which ones do you want to go ahead and get turned on? Yeah, well, dominant use I use uh, dominant one I use is Instagram, mm-hmm. but I am like you said also on TikTok, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, LinkedIn, and yeah, Instagram and Clubhouse. Too, um, right? The name, huh? And Clubhouse as well. Yeah, and the Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, the name you can find me under is Life Up Education TV. And on Clubhouse, it's Natsune Oki. No, it's Natsune. Great, great. So just going into like the bonus rounds, right? And, and bonus questions. And this is the question that like I always make the statement that I always ask this question because everyone's answer is uniquely different. And everyone yeah. it gives a different inspiration. So if you could spend 24 hours in, in a day with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? Right. Um, 
just one one person yeah just one person i mean obviously there's a million uh, people, just, one person? just one person honestly like i get asked this question sometimes mm -hmm. and each time my answer is kind of dif different mm -hmm. but now i i have to say gary like gary v because i just saw his video and like he is powerful i think like his positivity his mm -hmm. perseverance like he's like entrepreneurship like he's just really hard like he's just like mentally really hard right mm -hmm. i yeah. feel like i can punch him with a rock and he would come back <laughs> like, like and that's really cool like shit i won't get that um but yeah that's uh, why i would choose him gary v i mean yeah, gary is a, is a is a hell of an entrepreneur and just to think that he started out with wine and now he's mm -hmm. like a marketing mogul it's it's a, it's a it's a great experience to be to see it in our time frame in our lifetime to see how he transitioned. It's definitely inspiring. Um, going yeah. into another bonus question. Um, what is your most significant achievement to date? Significant achievement today? Mm -hmm. um, something that's important to me, right? I would definitely say, oh, I would definitely say just moving to America by myself mm -hmm. without knowing no one or language. I think that was just the beginning of everything for me. So I would still choose over everything. Great. Because that was, yeah, the beginning. Great, great, great answer. So this is the time of the podcast where the person that I'm interviewing, I give you the microphone. And obviously, we had a lot of different conversations of different topics in that journey. You may have had questions for me. So now the microphone is yours, and you could ask me any questions that you may have had. Okay, um, perfect. So let's see. What do you wish to achieve uh, with doing everything you're doing today? Um, with me, it's essentially helping my niche market, which is business owners, entrepreneurs, um, startup, you know, executives, and everybody's on different journeys. And I think that this podcast can kind of bridge from people that are multimillionaires to people that are on the verge of being billionaires to someone that's coming out of high school and they're starting their first clothing line on online. So the, my goal is to essentially bridge the gap between all these different platforms, hence why the title of the podcast is called Boss Uncaged. It's breaking out of that shell and becoming what you want to be later on. Well, do you have any mentor that you look up to? Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had dozens of mentors over, over my lifetime. As of recently, I've actually had opportunities to interview a couple of them. So, Greg Caesar was one of my mentors. I uh, interviewed him last season. Uh, Ty Cohen is another mentor of mine that I interviewed earlier in this season. And just seeing what they've achieved and their formulas and their systems and just the way they've niched down to particular markets and understanding their philosophies, I've, I've took pieces of their models and I've infused it in mine. That's good. Yeah. Um, who would you invite, like, for your dinner? Like, if you could invite anyone, one person. Yeah, no, I've act, I, it's funny that you asked that question because people have always turned the microphone on me and asked me that question. So in the past, I've said um, Einstein uh, for, for multiple different reasons. Um, recently, I've said um, Elon Musk for obvious reasons as well. And you would think, you know, with my background, I'm, I'm a designer and I'm a creative, but I really enjoy the analytical side as well and just seeing einstein and seeing elon musk and seeing their lights and seeing what they've accomplished they've done a lot of creative things 
but it always goes back to like logical stuff, right? I mean, Elon is working on like space technology to get people to Mars once the earth is completely destroyed or whatever you have somewhere else to move on to, but he didn't start there. And he started off like what was like PayPal. He started off with all these other different business ventures that he keeps compounding and compounding to get to this ultimate goal of kind of like saving humanity. And I look at him as kind of like the Iron Man of our times. So that just kind of gives me that insight to say right now and today, I would want to sit down with Elon Musk, maybe even be a fly on the wall and just listen to his, the way he thinks, the way he idealizes different things and the way he structures his day and just understanding like, how could you be like everyone else and compound as much as you've done in the same period of time that everybody else has, and you've done 25 different things and all of them have been successful. I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> appreciate it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate having you on, on the podcast. I think it was definitely a great episode. I think like you ooze woman empowerment. I mean, you ooze entrepreneurism, and I, I look forward to seeing what else you're going to accomplish and moving forward. Thank you. Yeah, same here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Sa Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 732-233-BOSS. Two three three boss. That's seven six two two three three two six seven seven. I would love to hear from you. Remember to become a boss in cage. You have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant signing off. Listeners of Boss and Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.